Welcome to Wyoming Valley Church's podcast with Pastor Todd Walker. As we continue our series of podcasts called The Deep End, we want to look at one aspect from our past Sunday sermon from John chapter 21. In this passage, Jesus is having a conversation with Peter uh, after breakfast. They had breakfast together. And what led up to this scene is quite interesting because it's a scene we had sort of seen before. This is days after Jesus had been resurrected from the grave, and he had appeared to the disciples two times already. So this is the third time that he's appeared to the disciples. But in this scene in John chapter 21, it's sort of a deja vu moment, I would say, for the disciples because uh, they're fishing. These guys were fishermen by trade, and so they're fishing. And and someone comes along and says to them, have you caught any fish? And at first they don't recognize who it is. And so they respond saying, no, we haven't caught any So the person says, drop your net on the right side of the boat. And so they do. And they catch a whole bunch of fish. And John is the first one that recognizes that it's actually Jesus who's calling out to them. And he says, it's the Son of God. It's the Savior. It's the Lord. And Peter, once he realizes who it is, he sort of like dives into the water to get where Jesus is. Um, But once they realize that they have to bring these fish in, they all help bring like 153 fish in these nets back to shore. And it's quite an interesting scene because it's a scene that sort of happened already. At the beginning when Jesus called the disciples, it was eerily similar to this. They were unsuccessful catching fish. And when Jesus came along, he said, drop your nets on the other side of the boat. And once they did, they caught so many fish that the nets were breaking. Well, this happens again. Only this time, the disciples had been with Jesus for three years. Jesus had been crucified. Now he's resurrected. And now he's appearing to them for the third time after his resurrection. And so Jesus decides to have breakfast with these disciples and using some of the fish and some bread, they, they have breakfast together. And once breakfast is, is concluded and they're all just kind of sitting around, Jesus has a question for Peter. And this question is what we want to talk about today. This question is quite significant when we take everything into context. The question is this. He says, Simon, Peter. He says, do you love me more than these? Do you love me more than these? Sometimes my son, my oldest son, likes to ask me what my favorite thing is. Uh, He'll ask me things like, hey, dad, what was your favorite video game when you were a kid? Or, hey, dad, what's your favorite breakfast cereal? Hey, dad, what's your favorite sport? Dad, what's your favorite snack? He loves to ask me what my favorite thing is. And I've noticed that Haddon just likes to know that. He just likes to know what, what, what favorite things um, his dad says are, are, you know, in relation to things that he likes. And so it's kind of the questions Jesus has for Peter today. He says, Peter, do you love me more than these? And we're not told what the these are. We're not told if it's the other disciples, his peers, Andrew was his brother and he was one of the disciples. And Jesus says, maybe to them, do you love me more than these? Do you love me more than your relationships? Your other relationships who are close. He could be saying, Peter, do you love me more than your profession? Do you love me more than being a fisherman and making money um, and whatever comes along with being a fisherman? Do you love me more than that, Peter? We don't know. He just says, do you love me more than these? And I'm sure Peter knew. But that's the question rattling around Simon's brain, Peter's brain. And it's interesting because, you know, it hadn't been that long ago that Peter had denied Jesus three times in the outer courtyard while Jesus was being tried and, and blasphemed and you know, brought all these charges against him and this this really dramatic, powerful, awkward scene where Jesus is being accused of crimes that he didn't commit so people could 
um, lay all these false charges against him and hopefully get him crucified. Well, Peter is there, but Peter's in the outer courtyard and he's taking all this in that is happening to Jesus. And, and while he's there, three people recognize Peter and they come up to him saying, hey, Peter, you know, aren't you one of Jesus' disciples? Aren't you with Jesus? Don't you belong to him? Don't you follow him? And three times in a row, Peter has an opportunity to say, yeah, absolutely. You better believe I follow Jesus. He's mine, I'm his. And I'm not ashamed of it. But we know the story. The story doesn't go that way. Peter says, I don't know the man. Or you have me confused with somebody else. It's not me. I'm not your guy. And it wasn't that long ago that that had taken place. And from our understanding, Jesus hadn't really confronted Peter about that. This is the third time he's appeared to Peter and the disciples after his resurrection. And that's probably the big elephant in the room still between Peter and Jesus. Jesus knew it happened. Peter definitely knew it happened. And Peter was sorry that it happened. He was, he was penitent. He was upset. He was broken about the fact that it happened. But it did happen. And so I think this question that Jesus has for Peter is necessary. I think everyone assumes, you know, by looking at Peter's life that, yeah, he loved Jesus. It was clear. But after you deny someone three times that you even knew him, this question was probably necessary. It was necessary because of what had transpired. It was also necessary because of what Peter was going to have to do after Jesus ascended back to heaven because Peter was going to be handed the baton, handed the torch, whatever, whatever phrase you want to use. And he was going to be the one now carrying the gospel to the nations. He was going to be the forerunner. And that's why Jesus had given him the name Peter. He said, on this church, Peter, on this rock, excuse me, Peter, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. So Peter, you're going to be significant in carrying on my work on the earth once I'm gone. So here we have this interaction between Jesus and Peter, and the question is necessary. He says, Peter, do you love me more than these? Or maybe using the language my son uses with me, Peter, who's your favorite? Peter, what's your favorite? Do you love the disciples more than me? Do you love being a fisherman? more than me? Do you love me more than these, Peter? Peter's response is, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Peter does not hesitate. He does not delay his answer. He says, Jesus, you know that I love you. I love you. I love you so much. I'm going to prove my love. He does prove his love. The, the denial of Peter is not the last chapter of Peter's life, thankfully. Glory to God. Peter does an amazing work after Jesus goes back to heaven and, and carries on the message of the gospel so profoundly and becomes such a mature man of God, becomes such a rock, just like Jesus said he was going to be for the church. But the question that Peter had to answer is, do, we love me more, do you love me more than these? And that's a question I think we all have to deal with in the Christian life. Todd, do you love me more than these? Your family? Your wife? your hobbies, the things you enjoy doing, the, the comforts and the desires that you have in your soul. Do you love me more than these, Todd? That question is for every single one of us. And it's not too unsimilar to what he asked Abraham. Because in back in the Old Testament, Abraham was given a son. His name was Isaac. And Isaac was not just a son. That's a blessing in and of itself. I have four sons, and every single one of them is a blessing. I have two daughters. They are a blessing. But Isaac was a super blessing because Isaac was the one 
that everything was promised through. Isaac was the one that came to Abraham when he was 100 years old and his wife was 90 years old. It was, it was not supposed to happen. It was a miracle that they had Isaac. But Isaac was also the one that God promised Abraham everything is going to come through Isaac. All the blessings, all the inheritance. Your descendants are going to be like the sand on the seashore, like the stars on the sky. You're going to have so many descendants and it's all going to come through Isaac. But when Isaac was a few years you know, into his life, God asked Abraham a really awkward, hard thing. He said, I want you to sacrifice your son Isaac to me. He was testing Abraham. We know that. We know that we have the benefit of hindsight. We can look back and go, yeah, yeah, I know Isaac wasn't going to die. But Abraham didn't know that. Abraham, as far as he knew, had to kill Isaac. We know that because he gets all the way up to the point where Isaac is on the altar and Abraham has the knife raised in his hand. He's ready to drop it on his son. And the, the angel of the Lord yells out and says, stop, Abraham, don't harm your son. But Abraham's going through with it. I mean, he is ready to sacrifice his son Isaac because that's what God required. And Abraham passed the test because the test was similar to what he asked Peter, what Jesus asked Peter. Do you love me more than these? Abraham, do you love your son more than you love me? Yeah, Isaac is special. He's a special blessing. And my promises were all on Isaac. But still, the question remains, Abraham, do you love me more than these? And so we fast forward to the conversation Jesus is having with Peter, saying the same thing, do you love me more than these? Because all the fish that I just brought in were a blessing. The relationships you had with the other disciples were a blessing from me. But Peter, do you love me more than the blessing? Do you love me more than what I can give you? Abraham, do you love me more than the son that I gave you? He's special, but am I more special? Do you love me more than these? And the question, I guess, for us today is the same question. Do we just want blessings from God? Because the blessings are good. When No one's here to discredit the blessings God gives us. The blessings are good. Everything that God gives us that is a blessing is something to cherish and to thank him and to praise him for. But what if the question was posed to us, do you love me, the Lord, more than the blessings I give you? What if that question was asked of us today? If the blessings didn't come, if you had to give up your blessings, if you had to renounce everything to follow me, would you do it? Do you love me more than these? That is a hard question. And the question is, is hard not because we don't love the Lord, but because he's positioning himself where he should be. He's positioning himself at the top. He's not saying, do you love me amongst these? Am I in the midst of some of the things you love? Am I in the big stew pot of your life? Am I an ingredient in that big stew pot? No, that's not the question. The question is, do you love me more? Does your love for me rise above your love for everyone and everything else? Or do you only see me as the giver of blessings? Do you only love me because of the blessings? And if I don't bless you, or if I ask you to give me some of the blessings, or I withhold some of these things from you, does your love wane for me? Abraham passed the test. Peter was going to pass the test. And he's going to prove that, yeah, he loved Jesus more than he loved his fellow disciples, more than he loved being a fisherman, more than everything. Peter loved Jesus more than he loved everything else. But the question wasn't necessary because Peter did deny Jesus three times. He did have a lifestyle prior to this that was 
shaky at best. I have that lifestyle. I do. If you don't know anything about my testimony, my testimony is similar to that. I have a testimony of profession of love to Jesus for 20 years, but I didn't have really the fruit to back that up in my life. The question was also necessary looking at it the other way because of what Peter was going to have to do. Jesus was going to have to know that he had Peter because if Peter was going to be the rock that Jesus prophesied he was going to be, he knew he needed Peter at all times. He knew that Peter had to love him more than anything and everyone else. So the question was necessary. And the question is also necessary to each one of us because of our past lifestyle. We have proven ourselves to be flakes, to wander, to choose sin, to have idols. We have proven ourselves not truly loyal to the Lord at all times. Now, yeah, it's in the past. And there is forgiveness for those things. But the question is still necessary based on those things. Do you love me more than these, Todd? Do you love me more than the things that you cherish on the earth? Do you love me more than the blessings I have bestowed upon you? And the question is also necessary for in the future. Because every single one of us is called to follow the Lord. And there are many passages in scripture where Jesus is saying hard things to pe the people who want to follow him. He's saying, listen, I want you to renounce everything. I want you to surrender everything. I want you to pick up your cross and I want you to follow me. Now, those are hard things to hear. But if the question before that is a question similar to what he's asking Peter here at breakfast, do you love me more than these? And we are able to say like Peter, Lord, yes, you know that I do. You know that I love you more than anything and anyone. Then when Jesus says, okay, renounce everything, pick up your cross and follow me, we will based on that professed love. But is that a question we can answer in the affirmative today? Not do we love Jesus similar to other loves. Not do we like Jesus, do we appreciate what he's done for us? That's not the question. Not do we fear God, not do we sometimes obey him or sometimes spend devotions and time of the word with him. The question is, do you love me more than these? Put anything and everything next to Jesus. And the question remains, do you love Jesus the most? Is he your favorite? If it was Jesus and anyone else, do you follow and love Jesus most? If it was Jesus and any, anything else, anything that you cherish, anything that you enjoy doing, and you had to choose between that love that you have for that thing and your love for the Lord Jesus, do you automatically, definitely love Jesus more? And that's a question we need to explore today because we are called to be loyal and faithful to Christ. But none of us are going to stay loyal and faithful to Christ unless we love Christ the most. More than anything else. More than everyone else. It's cool that Abraham was willing to sacrifice his son. He didn't lose his son that day, but he was willing to for God's sake. Peter did leave everything to follow Jesus. And he was going to have to continue that into the book of Acts. Peter just carries on what Jesus had taught him and carries on the message of the gospel and suffers greatly because of that. He ends up being crucified, just like Jesus, upside down, because he doesn't want to even fellowship with Jesus in the same way of being crucified because he doesn't consider himself worthy. But Peter was the same kind of guy that realized, I am his servant. He is my Lord, and he is also my Savior, and I 
denied him at one point, and now I want to be the opposite of that. I want to be loyal and faithful to my Lord. And I remember the conversation he had with me at breakfast where he asked me, Peter, do you love me more than these? And I said, yes. And that's only the first of four questions Jesus has for Peter, but they're all the same. He says, Peter, do you love me more than these? Peter said, you know that I love you. Jesus said, feed my lambs. He said to him a second time, Simon, do you love me? He said, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. He said, tend my sheep. He said to him a third time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter was grieved because he said to him a third time, do you love me? And Peter said to him, Lord, you know everything. You know that I love you. Jesus said to him, feed my sheep. So Peter said, yes, I do. And Peter was going to have to follow that with devotion and obedience and commitment. And the question for us is the same question. Do we love Jesus more than these, more than anything else? If not, we got a big problem. That means Jesus isn't number one in our life. He isn't positioned where he should be. There's still someone that is an idol in our life or something that is an idol in our life. And that's really, really dangerous. That means we have a false God. And we need to explore that. We need to stop and, and, and not do anything else until we figure out why Jesus isn't number one and how to get him to where he should be in our lives. But if he is, or if we would say that he is, yes, Jesus, I love you more than anything and everyone else. Okay, I'm glad to hear that. But now, prove it. Prove it. Take the life that I've given you. Take the blessings that I've given you and use them for Christ. Use them to serve Jesus. Use them for your Lord's glory. Because you said yes to the question, do you love me more than these? And now, just like Abraham and just like Peter, we have to prove it. Do we love Jesus more than anything and everything else? I hope that we do. I would say today that I do. I love Jesus the most. I love Jesus more than my family. I love Jesus more than my hobbies and my recreations and things that I enjoy doing and spending time doing. I love Jesus the most. If if I have to choose, and sometimes I do have to choose, I'm going to pick the Lord. And Jesus will test us. The question isn't the only thing he's going to do. But the question he needs to understand is true, is yes, is the affirmative. Yes, Lord, I love you. And then we need to follow it through with obedience and commitment and devotion and faithfulness. And Peter did. Praise the Lord that he did. We can look at the second chapter of Peter's life and find such a man of God, such loyalty, such faithfulness to Jesus. I think if the questions were asked in a similar fashion to Peter in Acts, like they were in the Gospels, Peter came, people came up to Peter and said, hey, Peter, aren't you with Jesus? I think Peter answers those questions differently. I think he would say, absolutely, without question. I'm his. He's mine. I follow Jesus. And I'm not ashamed of the gospel. And it's all because of that conversation Jesus had with Peter. I hope we'll think about that today. Because the question is for us today as well. Do we love Jesus more than these? If we do, let's prove it today. Let's prove it by making choices that line up with the will of God. That line up with obedience to Jesus' commandments. That line up with exactly what he taught us to do. So we can say confidently in our soul, in our mind, in our heart, I love you most of all, Jesus. I hope this is a blessing to you. Thanks for listening to the Wyoming Valley Church Podcast. Join us for worship Sunday mornings beginning at 1030. We're located in the Dolphin Plaza on Highway 315 in Wilkesbury. Learn more about us at wyomingvalleychurch.org.
Wyoming Valley Church, a place where all are welcome.